This episode of Software Social is sponsored by NOKO. That's N-O-K-O. When you're bootstrapping on the side, every free moment counts. But do you really know how you're spending those moments? Which days you're most productive? If your product has time sinks that just don't pay? Here's one way to find out. NOKO is a time tracker designed to help you learn from the time you track. And NOKO makes it frictionless to give yourself good data, too. You can even log time directly from your GitHub commit messages. Try NOKO. That's N-O-K-O today and save 15% off every plan forever. Visit nokotime.com slash socialpod to start making your time work for you. Hey everyone. So you may remember a couple of weeks ago, Colleen was facing a big decision about whether she should join an exciting project that some of her friends had started. So I'm here to tell you today that Colleen did decide to join that project and we thought that you should hear about it from her and the team she's joining. So she's joining Hammerstone um, with our friends Aaron and Sean and you may remember Sean from our episode a few months ago where he was helping me learn how to market a book. So we thought we would let you listen to the episode that Colleen did on the Hammerstone podcast recently where she's talking about joining the team. And after you listen, make sure to go subscribe to the Hammerstone podcast to get more updates about that really exciting project. All right, we are recording and we have three people here with us today. So the third person, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Colleen, and I have been working for Sean and Aaron for about six months now. And this is my debut appearance on the Hammerstone podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks. So Colleen has been working, she said, for us, but now Colleen is working with us. Colleen is a part of the Hammerstone team now. She's the third partner. Yes, I am super pumped. Super excited to join the team. Yeah, so I guess we've been talking about this client for like a year or more. And we've mentioned Colleen several times. I don't think it's been a secret. And she's the one that's been doing she's the one that's been doing the Rails side of the Refine product. Um and so Sean and Colleen have been working on this client for a long time and the client has kind of been like, Hey, what if we just keep doing this for a long, long time? And we're like, great. We, that sounds good to us. And so Colleen is going to continue working, um, with this client for, they just, they just love Colleen. (laughs) They just can't get, they can't get enough of you. (laughs) So yeah, she's coming on as a partner in Hammerstone and she's going to own, the rails side of things and I own the Laravel side of things and Sean owns basically everything else. So (laughs) kind of a, kind of a huge change in a, in a whirlwind the past couple of weeks, but welcome. Thanks. Yeah, this is super cool. Um, so speaking of owning all the other things, actually, can you guys hear me? The sound just cut out weirdly for a second. We're good. Yep. You're all all good. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, 
we, since there's three of us now, Aaron and I have been, as I put it on the call with the lawyer yesterday, just YOLOing it for the last year with our <laughs> sort of like operating agreement. Um, so we got to hammer that out, you know, and actually do that properly, given there's three of us and that's an extra level of complication. Um, so the, the thing that we talked about with the lawyer, which I wanted to bring up with you guys was, so first of all, I brought on my lawyer, Dahlia, who's awesome and the best lawyer that I know. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want Dahlia to represent Hammerstone. Then Dahlia immediately brought up that it's a conflict of interest of her because she's representing me on planning for aliens. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just find another lawyer for planning for aliens. And that's when I realized like last night, I was like, ah, do I want to do that? <laughs> like it's, um, I want Dahlia to represent Hammerstone, but I also like kind of still want to have Dahlia around for other shit for me. Yeah, um, totally. So I think that she had mentioned this as a possibility where like she could represent us both. And then if there's a conflict of interest, step aside and it would go to me by default, I think is what she said. Uh, and then Hammerstone would have to find another lawyer. Uh, how does that sound to you guys? Yeah. So what I took from that conversation was exactly that. Like she can represent you. She can represent Hammerstone. But if the three of us as Hammerstone have a problem, she would then have to step back. And then all of us would like if we're at the point where we all need our own attorneys, like something has gone terribly wrong. Right. Like we're probably just going to want to. Anyway, um, well, yeah, I mean, when we're talking about attorneys, that's all we're talking about is these horrible situations. Like right, that's right. true. <laughs> so right? that is what we're talking about right now is a horrible situation that, you know, potentially could happen in the future. Yeah. Um, which given totally 2020, a- I'm not putting anything, you know, <laughs> <laughs> out of the realm of possibility. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm fine with that. I don't know. She had said something um, about how someone has to wait, like waive the conflict of interest. So you can ask her what that means. But I mean, I have no issues with this because I just I know no one ever sees themselves in these situations, but I just cannot imagine a situation where that would happen. And if it did, then I mean, you're so far gone by that point that, you know, I, I'm OK. Yeah. with it. Yeah, I think I think I understand the same thing. So she'll represent planning for aliens, which is your holding corporation, Sean. She'll represent yes. Planning for Aliens. She'll represent Hammerstone. And should Sean, Colleen, and Aaron ever need representation against each other, not as Hammerstone, against each other as individuals, then that's when we have to say conflict of interest or, you know, Colleen and I get our own lawyers or whatever. Does that seem right? That's exactly it. Yeah. Yep. I'm on board with that. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay. totally I fine. Just no, make no sure she'll give us whatever papers to sign about that. And then, all right, cool. Sure. Yeah. What I didn't understand from that um, call was the accountant thing. <laughs> the she 83B election. Way, yeah. Yeah. Way into some tax law with a vesting schedule for me. And that was kind of whoosh. So, so you got to talk to our accountant. Like, so this is what we were talking about. We have our accountant. You could, um, you could have your own or you could just use Aaron. I'm like pushing. We just use the one accountant for all the stuff. I mean, it's not, He's an accountant, so I don't know if there's like there's not like a conflict of interest, right? He's just going to tell you like what's the optimal yeah. thing to do, right? There's um, just this is how you should structure it, yeah. Yeah, and and my understanding, 
I'd, I'd never thought about this before, I guess, because it's going to be like a taxable event that you could decide, take the taxes now or take the taxes later. And I think that'll probably all depend on your whole personal, you know, finance situation, plus like what you think is going to happen with Hammerstone, et cetera. So. Right. So you guys have a Hammerstone accountant who is also Aaron's personal accountant. <laughs> it's my it's my personal accountant. But his name okay. is Aaron. Is Aaron. Oh, that. Oh, hence that's confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Sean, you have an accountant named Aaron who has been doing Hammerstone taxes and your personal taxes. And planning for aliens, correct. And, and he hasn't done Hammerstone. Aliens. He hasn't done Hammerstone taxes yet. We just had no money last year, so we just right. did it ourselves. And then Aaron, not you, Aaron, not accountant Aaron, you then have your own accountant for your own stuff, for your LLC. I... I, Aaron, am an accountant. Oh, I forgot. I'm a CPA, right. yeah, so that makes it worse. <laughs> I'm a CPA. However, I'm not our CPA, and I am not my own CPA. I have my own personal accountant for Jennifer's and my taxes, and I have a okay. I have an LLC called Bits and Things. Okay. And so she does she does bits and things. She does our personal stuff. She does, and I've recently switched because my old one was terrible. So yes, I have my own personal one as well. Okay, because I have an accountant, but I'm not totally crazy about him. So I don't know if it's easier to just switch. Like we're, I'm cool with that. We can talk about that more. But um, yeah, okay. I think I followed. So the that. like the advantage for me of having Aaron J. Domash do my at AOL.com do my uh <laughs> do my personal and uh LLC or I have an S core actually. And he's the one that set that all up is that he knows like how to optimize both and they both matter right. and they both come into play. And otherwise there's gonna be a communication point between the two if you have two separate accountants or if I'm like DIYing my personal account, my personal taxes. Um so just for him to optimize things and be more you know fluid in that, it was easier to just have him do it. And then like as far as my recommendation of of Aaron, like I I feel like I have a lot less problems with Aaron than anybody else that I've ever talked to about their accountant. And like I have he saved me automatically a lot of money the first year that I hired him, and uh, I have not been audited. I was audited prior to the prior to hiring him, but <laughs> haven't been audited since. So. Uh, uh, anyway, that's that's my pitch there. Yeah, not to. It's not like, really a pitch. It's really up just, to you. Yeah, but just not to get like too businessy. So like my first accountant had all these like cool. I I don't know if they're cool ideas, but he had a lot of ideas about how I should structure my LLC for like tax benefits. And then his wife died, and he retired, and it was kind of dramatic. And then my new accountant, who I've had for two years now, he's just not into that stuff. Like he doesn't provide recommendations. He like mm-hmm. I think he just puts everything in TurboTax and tells me what I owe the that- government. That's why That's I left my like. old accountant. Yeah, yep, exactly. like he's a nice guy, but I'm like, I can literally do that myself. Like you aren't, yes. you aren't advising me on like structure or anything. So yep. I'm open to to trying someone new. Yeah. So with Aaron, I do have to like, I got to push a little. Like if I do nothing, he'll just do what he's got sort of squared away for me. Um, and yeah. I think he makes by default good choices. Um, and he's not just doing plug it into TurboTax stuff. Like he's thinking through all the various implications. And if he thinks there's something we need to talk about, then he'll generally bring it up with me. Um, But like, I do have to like, I wish you would provide me with like a prompt of like, here are all the things that you should tell me. Cause these are the things that are going to like impact, you know, the taxes or whatever. Um, I've had to kind of come up with my own list. Uh, Well, that sucks. 
But uh, generally, if I'm doing something that's potentially having a tax application, yeah, I mean, I reach out to him. Like, we sold our house. I have this money sitting around from selling the house. I'm like, what do I, what do I need to do right. with this, um, et cetera? He's good at all that stuff. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. I still feel like there's space in our in our community for like a really good accountant that like actually does their job like high level, high touch could charge probably twice as much, you know, as mine does. And I like they would be so busy. It would be ridiculous. Agree. I think any any accountant that wants to book using Savvy Cal, I think you'd have a million customers, (laughs) bootstrap customers. Oh, you use Savvy Cal? You're not 85 years old? (laughs) Colleen, is is this accountant the one that sent you like a 40-page organizer and was like, here, fill out all of your documents? And I said, you should just tell him, no, I'm not going to do that. Is that this one? That's the, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what am I paying you for? Like, and again, he's a nice guy. Um, but it was just like, like I, I pay you. So I don't have to fill out the 40 page yeah. document. Like <laughs> I might as well just do it in TurboTax if, if this is what we're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any other, uh, accounting lawyering. <laughs> so, the, so the one, Exciting the one thing, yeah. The one thing that the lawyer was saying we need to talk to the accountant about is the 83B election, which I think determines when the taxable event, like when you recognize the taxes of your new part of Hammerstone. Um, so I think, you know, just for context, that's what she was talking about. But I don't know too much else about that. The other thing she mentioned, which I thought was interesting, is is Colleen's portion of the company coming from Sean's and my portion or is the company somehow magically expanding to have more shares? And that's something we'll need to figure out because I have no clue. I think that's also a tax-based decision, basically. I think it is. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to have to explore all of that because I, yeah. I don't totally get it either. <laughs> yeah. Even stuff Also, there like, was another... Oh, go ahead, Colleen. I was going to say, even stuff like invoicing, like we invoice the customer, the client. Do I invoice you guys? Us, us guys... Us people. <laughs> Us people. <laughs> or do I, from my LLC, or do I take a distribution? Like, how no, you all just, that? You just distribute you from just distribute. our bank account to yourself. Yeah. So okay. we'll just invoice Amberstone. You can just pay yourself. Yeah, I think that's right. But I don't know. Actually, we need to check because I don't know if, you know, Colleen takes that as an owner distribution. That doesn't that doesn't offset our revenue. So like if Hammerstone makes, you know, let's say Hammerstone makes $10,000, but actually 9,500 of it. Oh, that's a good point. We need to recognize that as an expense. Otherwise right. Hammerstone's yeah. paying taxes paying tax. on $10,000. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's right. not an owner distribution. No, we shouldn't do it that way. That's right. The, so let's not do accounting live on air because none of us know what we're <laughs> Don't talking know what our about. Let's sort yeah. this out, though. This is definitely yeah. something to sort out. But that's out. Definitely, definitely one we'll need to get sorted. I don't think anything changes. You've been invoicing us, and we've been paying you, and I don't think anything changes, but we'll need to double-check that. Yeah. Fun stuff. It, I know. It is, like, surprising. I, I'm sure we will be happy we hashed all this out, but, like, at this point in the business, it feels 
frustrating, right? Because it feels like it's yeah. slowing us down. We have to have all these meetings. We have to talk to lawyers. You're like, oh my gosh, can we just do our work? Um, it's like, I don't want to write tests. I just want to write the products. Like, <laughs> this is this is the testing of business. You have to do all the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. That's funny. So, I, don't, I don't mind it at all. feels absolutely necessary. Oh, <laughs> really? Great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Oh, that is Like, it's good. a job that we have to do. I mean... Got to do it. That's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. just, I don't know. I'm just like, let's just skip all this. It's fine. But it's good to do it. You're absolutely right. Yep. That's why we have you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I, you know, I we have all this context and this is actually a podcast, not just a hangout. So I think it would be interesting to talk just quickly about how the three of us, like how we ended up here. Um, because like Sean said, he and I have just been YOLOing it and just were like, yeah, we own 50% of the company. Let's shake hands. And that's because Sean and I didn't just meet on the internet yesterday and, you know, bringing in a third partner is a big deal, but we didn't just, you know, meet Colleen off the street. So Sean, do you want to talk about how you and I met and how long ago that was? Yeah, it was before Isaac was born. So probably eight years ago. Uh, and I was... I just quit my job to start writing sketching with CSS and I went to the bacon biz conference, right? Isn't that what it's called? Right. Bacon biz. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Hoy and, uh, Alex yeah. And Amy Hoy and Alex Hillman. Yeah. Their thing. The first one actually. Right. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it the first one? I yeah. think so. Yeah. In Philadelphia. And you, you shared a room with Josh Pigford on that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> that I did. I shared a room with Josh Pigford <laughs> because the way that I knew Josh Pigford was because I shared a room with him at MicroConf. He was on, <laughs> so MicroConf and Bacon Biz were the same year that year. And uh, he had posted on the MicroConf thing like, hey, does anybody want to share a room? I'm normal. I was like, I doubt you're normal, but I'll look you up. And <laughs> I looked him up and we had like a Zoom call and I was like, yeah, sure. I don't have any friends there and I need like... You know when you when you go into a conference and you don't know anyone and it's terrifying and it's like you're in high school with no friends? That's how I felt. And so I was like, yes, I'll share a room with this guy. And then he went to Bacon Biz and so we shared a room again. It's so funny that you remember that. <laughs> yeah, I met you. I met Buckby. I met Barry. Um, mm-hmm. I think Pete I think was Andrew there. I was there. Pete was there. Uh, Andrew was not there. No, 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 no. Pete wasn't there. Pete wasn't there. He wasn't? No. No, I didn't meet Pete in real life for a few years. Oh, wow. Yeah, but Pete was working on his Stripe book around that time. And then and then Andrew had... So Andrew had a company called Churn Buster. Andrew mm-hmm. Culver, a mutual friend of ours. So he had this company called Churn Buster. And Churn Buster had a hip chat support channel, mm-hmm. uh, which he just had it. <laughs> so he would invite people to hang out with him in there. And then every now and then... His hip chat customers, I mean, his uh, churn buster customers would pop in and ask questions and we'd be like, well, Andrew's not here, but like, have you tried blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> like, help them troubleshoot their it was, problem. It was such a scam. We did all this support for him. <laughs> yeah. And that was also briefly, uh, same in that same hip chat room, there was Patrick Collison, like the yeah, Patrick that's Collison right. was in the hip chat room with us for a while. I forgot too. about that. <laughs> yeah. We've had a yeah, couple that, people graduate out of our, yeah, they our little chats. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's how we all met was that room like Buckby invited us from that conference and then Mm -hmm. we started hanging out uh, together there and then 
meet in real life every now and then, you know, it's bacon biz conferences, et cetera. So we just have this little community, which has been growing and changing over the years. Mm-hmm. Now it's a Slack channel. It's not Andrew's, uh, not Andrew's <laughs> chat support, support channel yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Eight years ago. And then Colleen, you met Andrew first. Is that right? Or you met Michelle? I met Andrew. No, I met Andrew first. Sean actually put Michelle and I in touch, I believe. So I met Andrew, I was going to the Ruby on Rails meetups in Virginia Beach. And there were like three Mm. people that attended these meetups. Like it was not, they were not well attended. So sad. But Andrew came to speak at one. And this was maybe four or five years ago. I don't remember. Andrew came to speak at one. And afterwards, we all went out to get drinks, all four of us. Uh, Because he and one of our mutual friends knew each other really well. And so... Andrew told me, so this is like back when I'm in my just want to launch a product phase kind of Mm -hmm. that, you know, in the beginning when you like have that really strong desire, but you're aimless because you don't have any context. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's back in those days. So Andrew and I were, were talking about business ideas. So he told me about the Slack group. So then I joined the Slack group and then I started having weekly lunches with the Virginia Beach people. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I got to know everyone. And then I met you guys. Well, Sean and I had worked on and off together occasionally we were on the same contract, but we never really worked together. I feel like we were always, we didn't really know each other, even though we kind of worked together. Um, and then I met you two, what, two years ago in real life? I think it was two years ago. Was it two ago years ago? In, in the D.C. Oh, in D.C. Yeah, the D.C. That was the first time. So before that, I had never met Aaron, and you weren't really active, Aaron, in the Slack channel. So I like didn't even mm-hmm. know who you were. And Sean, I kind of knew because he was like the React guy that had worked on the same contract I worked on, but we had never really worked on together. Um, yeah, and then I met you guys, IRL, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> and we have another. So obviously, we skipped the retreat last year, but we have another in-person retreat coming up. Yay! Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, keep your exactly. fingers crossed. We'll see. I'm, I'm nerve. I'm nervous about it. Yeah, same. Um, I I'm would say the, though. Go ahead. I was saying that I I feel nervous about it too. I wasn't even thinking about it, but until recently, when all of a sudden I've had to start having new like bubble conversations with my parents about like mm. who's going to watch Isaac if like he has an outbreak in his class and like should we do the after school care for him or you guys want to commit to it so he's not like with all these other kids or yeah and I'm like oh no is the retreat even going to happen let's I know <laughs> yeah I hope so we'll see yeah um, but I would say like going back to the three of us working together we never really got to know each other well I would say until we started working together recently about what six months agree. ago eight months ago now I mean I think that I don't think I any of us and I can just speak for myself uh, you guys would not have invited me in to this company eight months ago right like we didn't have that relationship I mean we had no context no. on each other we had never worked together so I think like us forming a partnership has really grown over that working together almost every day, you know, over the extended period of time. Definitely. Yep. I would absolutely agree. Yeah. I think, so I think just from my perspective, like the thing, the the problem that we're working on, and maybe we should describe it because I don't know that everyone has listened from episode one, which you should. Um, so the, the thing that we're doing is, um, it's like a visual query builder. So, you know, when you go to, let's use e-commerce cause that's an easy example. When you go to an e-commerce website and you're like, I want 
shoes that are Nikes in size 11 or 12 and are black and are under $100 and ship in two days. So like you can build up your, you know, your perfect filter, um, just kind of like on the fly. We're building that as a component so you can just drop it into your Rails application or you can just drop it into your Laravel application. And then the application developer can say, here are all the conditions that I want to offer my users. I want to offer them shoe size and shoe color and price. And then Hammerstone, y'all figure out how do you show that on the front end? How do you do validation? How do you apply that to the database? How do you store that so that they can like, you know, generate a report and send it later? So that's like, that's the product we're building and it's called refine. And that's what we've been working on for a long time. And I think from my perspective, one of the reasons that I was like, yes, we absolutely have to have Colleen is because you've spent like eight months or a year getting your head around this problem, which it takes that long. And I think you have an extremely good grasp on the problem space and it's a like a very complicated problem and you've got like you've got ideas on how to make it how to make it successful in the rails world which I don't have I don't have the context I don't have the knowledge I don't have the experience and so somebody that has the whole problem set loaded into their mind and is really excited about it and wants to make it a rails thing. I was like, yes, let's do it. Bring her on. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, it makes sense because it makes sense if we're, (laughs) if we're just doing like a really small, like little project that's going to make a couple thousand bucks a month. Uh, first of all, Aaron, you should have just launched that without me. Um, (laughs) And then, but we're not like, I think we have, I have at least a larger sort of thesis in mind for building a lot of different types of components like this. And we realized that like we can build front ends that are compatible with different backends and we could build a rails version, Laravel version, a Python version. Like that's a choice for how we could like expand our market we could do, we could go down that route. There's other ways to do it, but like that was a possibility. And here we are, we were presented with the opportunity to build a rails version paid for by a client. And now we can have somebody take over that piece and own that. That's a no brainer for me. Uh, so it kind of commits us to the strategy of like, we're going for two different markets and that's how we're going to, you know, like increase our market size. But I also think that makes sense long-term and and it makes sense to have Colleen run the, run the rail side. I think, so I have listened to your podcast. I think you guys are really like, I feel like your excitement. I don't know. I know you can kind of see the potential, but literally everyone I have ever worked for could use this query builder. So it's just, I mean, when you describe it, Aaron, I think it's hard to describe it. Cause someone asked me, he was like, what is this thing that you guys are building that <laughs> you're so excited about? And I was like, I don't know how to describe it concisely, but the power, like when you guys first, when we first talked about this, I literally thought it was just going to be, you know, a couple scopes, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I'm going to scope the model and I'm going to send you the string and you're just going to scope the model on it. And that's not what it is at all, right? Like like that's not even close. (laughs) And so I I just think, I think we can grow this business with just this product to, you know, larger than any of us have done before. Like this product is- definitely 
spectacular. I mean, it's just so cool. And I think it'll be cool to like approach it on different fronts. It'll be really interesting mm-hmm. to see how it does in rails versus, you know, Laravel um, and just kind of see the growth trajectory in both of those ecosystems. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. To get there, though, like there's there's some problems to solve, <laughs> you know, like it's not like, yes, I definitely could. Every entrepreneur could see how their product could be used everywhere. Like that's 100 percent true of every entrepreneur who creates a product like everybody should use this um but like i think that for us there's the obvious like low-hanging fruit of we're gonna get some sales from on the side like you and aaron are basically going to do like devrel you're going to do like a little bit of content marketing you're going to be building up that those relationships and we'll get a few sprinkles of sales there and those are going to be people that are going to buy it like because they're like oh yeah i was going to build this but instead i'm going to buy it right so they're already at that build versus buy decision point then and and they already know like they need the thing they already know they need a query builder that they've probably already like used that word or phrase even so they're pretty far along in the process in order for us to get out further and deeper into the market. That's where we have to start doing some convincing or pointing out to people that like, look, you can, you, you could drop this into your product. Now you don't even see the need for it, but like I could, we then sh- can show the need for it. And I think that's a, that's like another harder problem. So there's like, how far can we get on people that are going to make build versus buy decision? And how, how can we figure out systems to get in front of them right then? And then what's the next step, the next layer of like pulling in these other people that like you could add this into your app now. Um, and it solves pains you didn't even know you had kind of situation, which is a lot harder. That's like a lot harder. I think it's possible. I mean, I have already had conversations with somebody who's interested, like they were just, what are you doing? And I explained it to them. And then I explained it in the context of their app and they were like, Oh, I need it. Mm. Right. So I know it's possible. Um, but it's very hard, which that's going to be my job. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like Colleen, you've worked on a bunch of different clients. So you're not just looking out and being like, Oh, the world needs this. You're looking back on your clients and being like, no, the people that I did work for in the app. They need this. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And I since think they're that's my helpful. clients, like I would, I mean, that's the we, nice thing about consultants, right? I'd be like, you all need to buy this immediately. And they yeah. would. But th- yeah. to Sean's point, we, how do we expand past our existing networks? Right? Like that's basically, you know, we have a, we have pretty good networks of people in our community, people in the indie SaaS community. How do you expand beyond that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the hard part. But if we do that, then we definitely have a business. But that's like yeah. one of these things that we have to that's that's the hard part. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My that, my that's move gonna be a couple of years. My move so far has not been expanding beyond my personal network. It's been expanding my personal network. So like I'm trying right now to gather up more and more Laravel like connections and eyeballs. And the way I've been doing that is, you know, putting out either uh, open source projects or blog posts or Torchlight is another great example. Something that, something that's not going to make us rich, you know, independently, but is getting a lot of traction within Laravel, the ecosystem of people saying like, Oh, this is really cool. Let me, you know, follow the story, follow this guy who's doing it or sign up and use it myself. And so 
that's been my move so far, but obviously that only scales that only scales so far, but it's definitely like it's definitely step one. I mean, might yeah. as well start yeah, with definitely. the inner circle. Definitely. So. No, and I think another, there's fun to me it's another be- benefit of having Colleen was like uh, I takes it. I was gonna have to do what Colleen's doing now, like on the rail side, like what you're doing in Laravel. I was gonna have to do that, and I am a Rails developer, but it's I'm not as well connected in that community, and it's a bit of a stretch. I could get there, but it, like the learning curve was gonna be large. <laughs> I was trying to figure out ways to like hire contractors to like kind of get me there, and like, uh, but so this takes that off my plate entirely, and then I can focus on the hard problem. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like where I've been, I have gotten to the point where I have a business that is selling products, paying my bills, doing what you're talking about, Aaron, doing the DevRel stuff and like having, doing content marketing and that sort of thing. I've been there. Getting past that is a whole other thing that I want to figure out and do. Uh, and that's like, that's the goal for me at least. Well, I've never gotten to the point where I have a business paying my bills, like a product paying my bills. So I'm glad we have you beyond that. Cause I, you've been there. I have not Colleen, you haven't either, right? You have simple file upload, but it doesn't pay all the no. bills. Um, and so to have your mind working on that issue while Colleen and I are doing other stuff, I think, I think it's going to yes. work out quite just nicely know, for everyone. <laughs> like I could just skip you guys ahead of year and tell you how you're going to feel a year from now, you're going to be like, how do I make more money than this? I'm like right on the cusp of like a real business. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the next step. Yeah. Well, hopefully you've got it all sorted out by then. Yeah. I'll have it all figured out. Yeah. Perfect. I'll just have Buckby tell me what to do. Seriously. (laughs) That usually works. Yeah. That does. That does usually work. (laughs) All right. What else? Nobody, nobody, nobody. I'm good. So we're gonna do we're gonna do three people from now on, right? Colleen, your game to join all of them. Yeah, yeah. All right, (laughs) that's great. Some some weeks, you and I can just talk technical the whole time. I think that's gonna be one of the fun things. Is like I've already picked up a lot of good stuff for the Laravel product from like working with you, and I think that is going to expand beyond just the refine, like refine is the name of our product, just beyond refine into other, like either open source packages or other products be like, Hey, what, what exists in Laravel that doesn't exist in rails and vice versa. Um, I think that'll be a fun, like cross pollination opportunity either for content or for products, but I'm thinking right now, especially for content. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, shall we just call it there? Sounds good. All right. Michelle again. That's all for software social for this week. You can go to hammerstone.dev to learn more about that project and listen to their past episodes. We'll talk to you next week. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, 
Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Room Steals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.